here's what a real man is not. And that's somebody who says whatever they think someone wants to hear. This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright, where we talk about real men with real feelings, all sharing our search to become the best version of ourselves possible and what it takes to get us there. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I am your host, Jason Wright, and we're going to go into this week's episode um, talking about something that I've, I've noticed a trend of, and I can speak to this because I've been this guy. A lot of times we think that we don't trust our own judgment or our own instincts when it comes to relaying or conveying our message, our beliefs on something, our, our principles on something. Some of you might realize after doing like a deep introspective look in the mirror that you don't have any of those things and that you're a, a meat puppet who's been programmed to say and do certain things. And when confronted about those, those actions or those words, you become hyper defensive, right? And so you have to think, why are you frustrated? You're frustrated because you don't know the answer to the rebuttal. You don't have a leg to stand on, right? Because you don't know. You don't know why you have the stance that you have. You just know that you have it. Because one of of a few different things, because it's the, the stance that you think that the people who look to you want you to take on it when it might not really align with what your true feelings are. Or you're doing it because you think that you don't know what your thoughts are, and so you just take a stance. So, so let's 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 go into this a little bit, all right? Because I feel like I'm getting vague, and I want to give a specific example without drawing too much attention to somebody. So, we'll say that, um, like for example, when COVID hit, right? So many people think that um, you know, they were so opposed to making the transition to offering services online, right? Because ego and tradition and things like that meant in-person was the only way to go. You know, like a brick-and-mortar uh, practice or a brick-and-mortar business or a, a shop or a store or whatever. Like, that's the only way to go. You know, doing online orders for a restaurant or, um, you know, like – a lot of what I'll do online, uh, personal training and coaching and things like that, and physical therapy, telehealth, whatever, uh, telemedicine, telepharmacy, like all these different things. Like they were, they were used on a very small end of the spectrum because people thought that that was not worth their time, right? And so they're morally opposed to it. Like I bring it up in conversations with, with guys, and they're just like they were dog cussing people who thought that that was – the future was going to hold like that was the best best next new way to revolutionize the way that you deliver your products or your services. And so I, I would just, okay, whatever you say, I disagree, but whatever we'll see. And, um, and then it's just funny to see these guys, these leaders of these companies, um, or, you know, these leaders of, of business in general, whatever, all of a sudden COVID hits and, 
<laughs> they're talking about, oh, this is the next best thing. We're ro- we're rolling this out, and it's going to be great because we've all we've been wanting to do this all along. And uh, now I'm going to teach other business owners how to do this thing because this is the way that you do an online service, and you should have been doing this all along. Like, dude, you're ridiculous. You're pandering. Right, you you don't want to back up your own beliefs, and instead of you going, you know what, this is what I believe, and this is why I believe it, you don't take any stance at all. And so, anytime something seems to shift, now, hey, I, I'm here with this, and I'm I've I've been this way all along. You're like that dude that's like walking up to the different cliques in school, and you're just trying to fit into any one of them and seeing which one will take you. Right, that's not a leader; that's a follower. And real men, and this is a podcast for men, so this is why I'm speaking to men. Um, and again, I've, I've said this before, but I'll say it again here. Um, I was raised by women, and some of the best, brilliant leaders, thought producers, innovators, um, creators, the the list goes on and on of the different adjectives I could use and, and different pronouns and, and nouns and whatnot that I could use. Like I'm not an English major, so don't judge me there. Uh, but they were women. But this this is specifically for men because there's a, been a weakening of of what real men are supposed to embody. And and yes, that's that's to be somebody that's authentic, somebody that's vulnerable. You know, somebody that's willing to admit that I'm wrong, somebody that's willing to admit the fact that they are sorry and willing to make a change in order to back up the apology. So there's there's various things that now embody like what, in my opinion, a real man is. Uh, and that's somebody that's just as in tune with their feelings and their emotions as somebody that seems to appear strong and stoic and uh and drawing a line in the sand for certain issues. But here's what a real man is not. And that's somebody who says whatever they think someone wants to hear. You know, a real man is not somebody who does whatever they think maybe the the public or their audience or their company of employees want them to say or want them to do or jump in on the bandwagon. That's that's something that honestly pisses me off more than anything and will make me lose respect for somebody in a heartbeat is if they are a bandwagon, pandering, weak-ass man. That's, that's worse than somebody that just takes no stance at all. It's somebody that tries to take every stance. And if that's you, I want you to think about why you do that. There's, a, there's multiple reasons behind it, but uh, why are you so obsessed with trying to keep the peace? for fear of, of loss or being seen as, as somebody that's wrong, you know? Instead, here's, here's the people I have respect for. And, and I feel like that most people truly have respect for because as a society, we suck at making decisions. Like how many of you can honestly say that your opinions and beliefs and values on a certain subject matter have been 0% influenced by the media, print, 
video, radio, whatever, internet has not been influenced by, by the media in any way, shape, or form, telling you what to think, feel, believe, or say. Two, um, some sort of social media movement, you know. Are you really believing what you're trying to stand behind, or are you doing it because you feel like you're supposed to? Which one's a leader and which one's a follower in that scenario? And another situation is, is maybe it's, you know, somebody that you're close to, somebody that you closely respect and look up to. Maybe they're the ones influencing your, your thoughts, beliefs, actions, things like that. But can you say that you're not truly influenced by any of those things and that your beliefs, your ideals and your values are truly your own? based on, you know, maybe what you've, you've established with your relationship with, with our creator, you know, with Christ, with the Bible, with his word. Like, that's one thing to be influenced by. That's the only thing to be influenced by. But if you're doing it based on the, the world, then, dude, you're, you're weak. You're just pandering. Like, you're no better than a politician. And trust me when I say this, like there are no pure politicians. The ones that are don't get the job because <laughs> they're not willing to play the game. Right? A real leader is somebody that, that stakes their claim on a concept or a thought or a belief and they firmly stand behind it and they defend it respectfully, but they defend it when it's opposed or when it's inquired upon. Not somebody that just flakes. And they're also somebody that says, you know what? After being presented with new information, I see it differently than I saw it before, taking this new information into account. And so now here is my new stance. I've changed my my mind. That's, that's somebody that's respected. That's a true leader. So this episode's about being a leader or being a follower. Which one are you? And why? So I can, I can count maybe on one hand in my life, people who I truly believe are like real leaders. And those also happen to be the people that I align myself with. Like from a, from a male role model perspective, right? Those are the guys that I choose to align myself with. Those are the ones who I choose to look up to and to give money to for coaching or whatever. But people with identity crises, guys that, that have no stance except for the stance that's going to profit them financially, that's despicable and disgusting. And all I have to say to you all is enjoy it while you got it because you're not going to keep it. Eventually, all things hidden in the dark will become to light. So take a stance, man. Lead by example. Set the tone. And explain why you believe what you believe. Why do you expect people to get behind your idea? 
if you're the leader of your, of your company or you're the leader of your household or whatever the situation is. You know, if you're, if you're the type of guy that like writes a comment on like a really a solid post, you know, like say like I say I've written some content. Okay. And somebody makes a post and I don't, you know, I don't love it, you know, or I might, I might not interact with it at all because I think it should just stand on its own. Right. I'm not there to validate your comment. I'm not there to validate your opinion. And then you, you know, you reach out to me via text or messenger or whatever direct message trying to explain yourself behind the comment. Like, dude, you've what? <laughs> Who cares what I think, man? Who cares? Why do you need my opinion to validate you? You know, I used to be that guy. I used to need everybody's approval, but I'll tell you there's something that changed. What changed was getting to a point where I had totally lost myself I didn't know who, who I really was at my core. Like I had lost my identity. Right. And maybe it was a, you know, a 50, 50 sort of thing, a chicken and egg scenario where I knew who I was, but I didn't, I no longer trusted my opinion of myself. I no longer trusted my decision-making. Right. Because I made so many poor decisions, but getting to that point, and then like really digging into trying to I, like understand why things were important to me. What were my values? What helped shape them? Like what were the good and the bad things that happened at an early phase of life? And then what happened along the way to chisel away at that rock to shape it into the statue that it is now? What happened? That's what formed my identity. That's what helped me realize my identity. And then the, the greatest thing of all was for myself was to establish, you know, reestablish my faith in Christ and understand that he had made me for a certain purpose. And I had stopped trying to fulfill that purpose. I was trying to fulfill my own. And then trying to see like, all right, what's going to be the version of me that everybody else wants? What's everybody else going to like? Ooh, what if I say this? Is it going to get the most likes? Is it going to get the most comments? If I post stuff every day, like, is that going to be good? I don't care, man. I don't care. I don't care if I go dark for two weeks and I don't post a damn thing. Sorry, Gary V. <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I only publish what I stand behind. And once I start just mailing it in, then that's no longer my identity. That's me trying to appeal to the masses. And I don't think that's what leaders do. Leaders stand for something even when it's not the popular thing to do because it's the right thing to do. And they have a set of morals and codes and, and ethics that helped form that decision. Not because they were influenced by somebody else to make that call. So guys, 
this week, I want you to think about, are you a leader or are you a follower? And really be honest with yourself. Really be honest with yourself. And I want you to think, am I opinionated with my own opinion? Or is it because it's someone else's opinion that I think I'm supposed to have? Because I guarantee there's a lot of people in society today, turn on the TV, turn on the, the misinformation box, a.k.a. the news, go watch it, and you'll see a whole society of people who are madly irate about things that they honestly have no real opinion on. They have no factual basis behind it. They're just spewing off stuff that they've been told and either have never experienced, never researched, like an actual research uh, process or, um, you know, seen or witnessed in any way, shape or form. But because it seems like the thing to do, they're jumping on and they're going all in on it. And a lot of times that means that they've got no real influence in their life. Like who's steering their decisions? Cause I guarantee man, like if you're not, if you're not looking to God, you're looking to something else. So anyway, this week's episode, it's more kind of the, the meandering wilderness inside the brain. Um, but I, I think it's something that's important to be said is that, You're either a leader or you're a follower and you have to understand why. And then you have to understand what do you really want to be? And after examining where you're at now and how you got to that point, if you are a follower, what needs to change in you to where if you really want to become a leader in order for you to make that shift, what has to happen? And it's going to be, one, identifying what your true purpose is. Two, identifying what your real values are and why you stand behind them and why they're important to you. Not just because you think that you need attention for them or because someone else is trying to validate them for you. But really, at the end of the day, if you had no one else to verbalize it to, what would your decision be? And then three... What do you do when you have to make the call that's not a popular one? You know, you've got to, you've got to fire that employee. You've got to end that relationship. Do you have to go bounce it off a bunch of different people? Are you somebody that knows that, okay, this is going to suck, but it's the right thing to do. And here's why. Do those three things. That's, the, that's kind of the leadership litmus test. If you can do those three things without having to feel like you need anyone else's approval for it, that no one else might even care to find it popular, and that you know it's truly inherently and, and staunchly entrenched within your own values and belief system as to why it's the right thing 
then that's how you know you're doing the right thing. Like as a leader, as a true leader. But if you're, if you're one of those dudes that's just trying to appeal to the masses, trying to be opportunistic, trying not to ruffle too many feathers, then maybe you shouldn't be trying to run a household. Maybe you shouldn't be trying to run a business, start a business. You should be probably running for office. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I hate politicians. I hate them. Um, man, you just, I can't trust people who are financially incentivized. So that's another story for another day. But uh, I think that the true power lies within each of us is granted by our creator. And that to look to another human for our salvation is foolish. But anyway. That's another story for a different day. Uh, I'd be glad to debate that with you in detail if you would like. So, guys, if you have any questions, shoot the, the podcast an email. If you're interested in getting in on any one of the, uh, the rounds of the 21-Day Challenge, uh, Becoming a Better Man Challenge, feel free. Always looking to take in a nice crew of guys. I've got applications handy, so uh, reach out, and I will make sure to get you an application over to see if you're a good fit for the program. If you're looking for more privatized coaching uh, to try and help get your your health on the right track, get your fitness in the right track, get your mindset in the right track to try and help optimize your ability to perform at your best for your own health, wealth, and relationships, reach out as well. I'll be glad to talk to you in more detail about what I can do to help offer you a better solution to the, uh, the future version of yourself. Be glad to discuss that with you guys. So, Anyway, thank you again so much for this episode. This was a little off the wall. It was a little bit different. Um, but it's kind of something I've been thinking about over the last couple of days. I've, I've had, a lot of, had a lot of great leaders to look up to in my life. Um, and I've had a lot of really, really embarrassing examples of leaders that, well, they claim to be leaders. And uh, let's just say that their, their internet life is not an accurate depiction of who they are as men. So love you all. We'll catch up soon and we'll, uh, we'll see you all next week. All right. Take care. So that's it for this episode of becoming a better man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms. what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag becoming a better man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families. 